0: Oscar nominations are right around the corner and I have my choices for who I would nominate right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Merle, here with one of my favorite shows of the year. Even though the Academy Awards have lost a significant amount of their luster in recent years, I always love Oscar season, and we are less than a week away from Oscar nominations being announced. They will be out next Tuesday. And something that I always look forward to is doing an episode where I pick who I would nominate for the Academy Awards. Now, this is not who I think should be nominated, necessarily. This is if I were the Academy of Motion Picture. Art and Sciences what are the names that I would put forth for the Academy Awards each year. I'll also tell you who I think the Academy will nominate when those nominations are announced next week. Of course, you can come back here on the channel soon after the nominations to get my quick reaction to the snubs and the surprises, etc. This has been a very interesting year for movies. I think it's been a really good year for movies, but there are so many Oscar races that are wide open. There are very few that have a clear frontrunner, and that makes for a lot of suspense in the awards show nominations. Those Those are my favorite kinds of Oscar years. I love it when there's no runaway winner from the very beginning. So without further ado, let's get into my nominations and who I think the Academy will nominate, and we'll start with the Best Supporting Actor category. First up are the five that I would nominate for Best Supporting Actor, and the first nominee probably has the smallest performance on this list, but it's also the most effective. My first Best Supporting Actor nominee is Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. I know a lot of people would say, what? He's barely in the movie. But I think that a supporting performance is defined by how memorable it is and how much it adds to the movie, and it was easily the best part of the movie for me. So this is what I want to say to you. Um, do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. So even though the screen time is small, I think Bradley Cooper deserves the nomination. And this has happened before. Judi Dench won for less than 10 minutes of screen time for Shakespeare in Love. Bradley Cooper's my first nominee, followed by somebody who's almost definitely not going to be nominated, Jason Isaacs in a movie called Mass. This is a very small movie. It pretty much takes place in one room with a four-person cast, and everybody in the cast is a real standout. But Jason Isaacs is fantastic in this film. Depression, mania, ADHD, possible schizoaffective disorder. None of that is psychopathy. You don't know what you're talking about. If you take the medical records with the criminal report, which we now finally we have, a full report. Don't you have to weigh the evidence? I really wish that there had been a better awards campaign for him because I don't feel like he's getting any attention whatsoever for his work in this film. It is a very, very powerful film, and he's a big reason why it is so powerful. My third nominee is likely to be nominated, and that is Troy Kotzer from the film Coda. In an ensemble cast, I think that he is a real standout, and he has been present in a lot of the lead-up awards to the Oscars. My fourth nominee, probably not going to be nominated, Woody Norman from the film Come On, Come On. Oscars run hot or cold on great child performances. They either ignore them completely or they get a lot of momentum, like with Anna Paquin, who won, uh, Tatum O'Neill, who won, Hala Joel Osment, who was nominated. I don't think there's that momentum behind Woody Norman, but I think he is so good in Come On, Come On, as good as Joaquin Phoenix, who is a phenomenal actor. The question is, why do you want to do it? You are just terrible at this oh man i'm trying so i'm not grading him on a curve here i think he really is that great in the movie and then my fifth nominee if there is a front runner in the race i think this would be that front runner Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog, a movie that I liked when I first saw it, but it's kind of sneaking up on me. I think I have to watch it again, and a big reason why is Cody Smith-McPhee's work in this movie. For people that just know him as Nightcrawler or from these bigger movies, I think you have a lot to be surprised about from him if you haven't yet seen The Power of the Dog. So those are my five nominees, Bradley Cooper, Jason Isaacs, Troy Kotzer, Woody Norman, and Cody Smith-McPhee. Let's move to the five names that I think will be announced next Tuesday when the Oscar nominations are made public. Two of my nominees I think are going to make the cut, Cody Smith-McPhee and Troy Kotzer. I think that we're going to see Kieran Hines for Belfast. A lot of people are saying perhaps Jamie Dornan, but Kieran Hines has the more traditional Oscar performance. I know he hasn't quite been consistently nominated uh, in every lead-up that a lot of people are saying like, well, is he going to make it? I think he's going to make the cut. I also think that J.K. Simmons is going to make the cut for being the Ricardos. He's not regarded as a front-runner, but the Oscars love past winners. I think that the Oscars are going to lean heavily into being the Ricardos because it is just the type of movie that the Academy loves. So I'm predicting J.K. Simmons in the race, and then I'm predicting that the Academy will nominate Jared Leto for House of Gucci. They love Jared Leto. There appears to be enough support behind this performance to nominate it for an Academy Award. I haven't yet resigned myself to the fact that this is going to happen, and I won't until the nominations are made, but I am overriding my own hopes and dreams here and saying that I do believe that Jared Leto will be nominated for House of Gucci. Oh my, don't confuse the Oscar with an award like the Golden Globe it is a shit and a chocolate. Ugh. Let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. The first is from Belfast, Katrina Balf. She is a standout in the film. It's one of those movies that doesn't have one solid lead, so I think that you do run the risk of having none of them nominated because all of their performances, Jamie Dornan, Kieran Hines, Judy Dench, Katrina Balf, may all sort of blend together or be regarded as not quite good enough for the lead but too much for supporting. But I am picking her for my Best Supporting Actress nominees. Sounds like they really want it. What do you want? Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. She was someone that I was not familiar with really before I saw that film. She blew me away and to step into the role that Rita Moreno not only made famous but also won an Academy Award for playing and to still Really put your mark on that role is a, a pretty good achievement. So Ariana DeBose in my list. Kirsten Dunst from The Power of the Dog. Again, uh, a performance that didn't necessarily blow me away the first time I saw it, but as I think more and more on that movie, her work is so important to a lot of the impact of that film. I'm so sorry. I can't seem to play. I, I played in the cinema pit for hours and hours. I'm so sorry. Anjanou Ellis from King Richard, another role where she makes the absolute most out of every second of her screen time. Even though she's kind of in the margins and in the background of a lot of the film, it all boils up. And then she has a few key scenes. There's one great confrontation scene in the kitchen between Anjanou Ellis and Will Smith in this film that I think is enough on its own to clinch that nomination. And then my fifth nominee, again, almost certainly not going to be nominated, but a performance that I tagged way back in the summer. Olga Merediz from In the Heights In the Heights I think is going to be completely glossed over by the other musicals that have come out and came out later in the year. It was not a box office success and I'm not necessarily saying that those other musicals getting nominated is a snub. We just had a lot of great film musicals but Olga Merediz's performance in In the Heights was so good it has stuck with me uh, throughout the year uh, and into 2022 and so she would be one of my five nominees So we cleaned some homes Polishing with pride Scrubbing the whole of the Upper East Side The days into weeks The weeks into years Now the five that I do think are going to be nominated I think that Ariana DeBose Kirsten Dunst, who not everybody has, and Anjanu Ellis will all be nominated for the Academy Award. The two names that I did not have, Marley Matlin for CODA, that is another big ensemble cast. I think that she's going to make the cut. She's a previous winner. The Oscars love that. And then perhaps a surprise, Rita Moreno. I think that there is enough love and support for Rita Moreno. The fact that she came and was in the same movie that she won an Academy Award for was a standout. She had a big third act moment. And again, when we talk about the Academy, I think they like the optics of it. I think they like the idea of bringing Rita Moreno back to the Academy Awards for a, a different version of the same movie. She is a beloved figure. She is a legend in Hollywood. I think they're going to want her there. I think a lot of the older voting block, particularly is going to want that so i'm picking rita moreno as an outside shot for that fifth best supporting actress nomination Moving on now to Best Actress, and I could honestly see four of my five nominees not making the cut come next Tuesday. The one that I do think is definitely going to be locked in next week is Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And a lot of people might dismiss this role as just wigs and makeup and prosthetics, etc. Jessica Chastain is actually very, very good in this movie. She embodies a very complicated woman, a woman who has to take a backseat to her husband in so many different ways and in ways that are contrary to her nature. She brings a lot to this performance. So to write it off as just a makeup performance uh, would be to do it a disservice. So I do think that she's going to be nominated next week. You know, I, I, I don't think of them as homosexuals. I just think of them as other human beings that I love. You know, we're all just people made out of the same old dirt. And God didn't make any junk. My next pick is Jodie Comer for The Last Duel. This movie kind of got lost in the shuffle. It didn't meet everybody's expectations, but Jodie Comer was fantastic in this movie. There was a time where people were talking about her in The Best Actress Race. I think that time has passed, but I think she deserves it because in a story about so many shifting perspectives, she's the linchpin to bringing it all together, and I think she pulls that off really well. Sean, I intend to speak the truth. I will not be silent. I have no legal standing without your support. My third choice is Rebecca Hall for The Night House. She will absolutely not be nominated for the Academy Award. She takes the Tony Collette and Hereditary spot. It's a movie I did not see in theaters. Not a lot of people saw in theaters. I just caught up with it toward the end of 2021, and she blew me away in this film. She is so good. She also directed a movie that is an Oscar contender, passing, uh, we may see, Ruth Nega from that film in one of these acting slots. This is an interesting one because a few months back my next pick was considered to be the front runner but is now considered an outside shot Some say, at even getting a nomination, Kristen Stewart and Spencer. I was not as taken with Spencer overall as a lot of people. And there were even some times where Kristen Stewart was on the outside looking in for me because it is a very mannered performance. But part of it is also that I'm just rooting for her. I think that she has made so many interesting career decisions and has broken out of the shadow of Twilight, even though that's where so many people keep wanting to kind of throw her back in, that I'm going to take a flyer on Kristen Stewart and put her in my top five because I think that she may be excluded from the Oscar top five just because Spencer did come out a while ago and I think a lot of people still see her through the eyes of 10 or 15 years ago so Kristen Stewart one of my five and then my final pick Rachel Zegler for West Side Story I thought an incredible debut in this movie she was so good as maria i don't think she's going to be nominated i would love it if she was it wouldn't be the biggest shocker in the world but i think it's safe to say that she is considered a very very outside candidate for a nomination but it was one of my favorite performances overall of last year. So the five that I've picked, I actually only have one in common, which is Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. The other four nominees, I believe that Olivia Coleman will be nominated for The Lost Daughter. I liked her in this film. There were just other performances that I liked better. Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. I think that she is a very popular figure with Oscar voters. She's an Oscar winner, though not for acting. And it's a very charismatic performance. I certainly wouldn't blame them if they nominated her. And it was a performance that I really, really enjoyed. The kind of dark horse candidate that I'm putting in is Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, just because Pedro Almodovar's films often score nominations in these categories outside of just the international category, directing, screenplay, acting. And I think that Penelope Cruz, this is a movie that's coming on strong towards the end of the Oscar voting season. I think she may slip in there as one of those candidates. And my final nominee is, I think, the new Frontrunner. And it's a performance that honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of, which is Nicole Kidman in being the Ricardos. I think that she's fine in the movie. When she's mimicking Lucy, like the clips, she does an extremely good job. But I just don't see the big deal personally with this performance and honestly with this movie. However, when you look at the Guild Awards, when you look at everything, indications are that awards voters love being the Ricardos. So I'm putting Nicole Kidman in there as my fifth nominee you think we're saying Ricky's stupid? I think you're saying the audience is. And that's something for which they won't soon forgive you. You charge for these lessons? A ton. Moving on to Best Actor, this is one of those years where it always seems like there's one acting category actress, supporting actress, supporting actor, one a year that is absolutely stacked top to bottom. For me, this year, it is the Best Actor race. It was really tough for me to narrow down five nominees, but these are my five picks for Best Actors. If I were the Academy, my first nominee would be Nicolas Cage for Pig. I don't think he's going to be nominated, but I think he is so good in the this movie it's a small movie it's an unconventional movie it came out a while ago that could be three strikes and cage is out but it has stuck with me all year so he's my first pick why do you care about these people they don't care about you none of them they don't even know you because you haven't shown them my second pick is, I'm making him a double nominee, Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley. I'm not like a huge Bradley Cooper stan or anything, but when I'm looking at the performances this year, I think he honestly gave one of the best supporting performances and one of the best lead performances of 2021. Nightmare Alley hinges completely on On him, especially as we get to the final scenes of the movie, and it is maybe the best performance I've ever seen from Bradley Cooper. He showed me a new level in this film. Well, you live alone, no man in the house gotta have a gun at home but you assume yourself to be a lady so not a big pipe something small portable 22 25 four, 6 shot maybe and since you like pretty things nickel plated ivory handle my third nominee and my personal favorite the one that i'm rooting for andrew garfield in tick tick boom speaking of a speed i didn't know an actor had he was so good in this movie singing dancing acting Everything that was asked of him, he did brilliantly. And I was worried that he wasn't even going to be recognized, but it looks like there is some actual momentum behind him. I think because he was also in the eyes of Tammy Faye. He was also in another movie that I get yelled at for spoiling, so I won't say anything about it. But he was in another movie that people were talking about. Uh, so I think that there is some momentum for him there. But he's the name that I'm going to be rooting for come Oscar night. I turned 30 in two days. And. Steven Sondheim was 27 when he had his first show on Broadway. My fourth nominee is Will Smith in King Richard. I think this performance is one of his best, if not his best. And again, I think that he's going to ride that frontrunner status to a nomination, if not a win. And then my fifth nominee is Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. I am a Denzel Washington stan, and generally I will be rooting for Denzel and I will be nominating Denzel when he puts in one of these great performances. I think he should have won for fences. He didn't win for fences. I think he should be nominated for this film. I don't know if he's going to be, but I loved the tragedy of Macbeth, and he was a big reason why. I loved it so much. I think he is so good in this role. He brings a new dimension to an old story, a classic story that we've all heard before. And for those reasons, he's my fifth nominee. When we look at who I think will be nominated, there are three crossovers. One of them is Andrew Garfield, the other is Will Smith, and then Denzel Washington is my third choice. The other two that I think are going to be nominated, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, and this is absolutely a deserved nomination. It was really hard for me to leave him out of my five. It's really a testament more to the fact that I loved those five performances than anything wrong with his performance. And then again, this is a name that is not necessarily on the lips of a lot of people predicting the top five but i'm going all in on being the ricardos and i'm saying that javier bardem will be nominated for his portrayal of desi arnaz grandpa fred was wrong lucy yes he didn't tell you the part where they throw your father in prison for the crime of being the mayor of a city i was chased to this country lucy not a whole lot of people putting him in that top five. He very well may not be. This is just a hunch that I have. Maybe I'm giving the Academy too much credit with what their love of being the Ricardos is going to be. It's just something that I sense coming. Moving on from the acting categories, let's go to my five nominees for Best Director. First, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Not only the visual power of this film, but managing all of the different performances on so many different levels. You have to manage it so that you view the movie differently the second time that you watch it other than the first time add into that the fact that she also wrote the film uh so much to keep track of and she really delivered a a beautiful film full of amazing performances so she deserves that slot look at the face in the mirror is it that you can like or our money Wake the hell up! That's enough, Phil. Number two is a name you probably don't know. Leos Krax, he directed a film called Annette, which was my favorite movie of 2021. He will probably never be nominated for an Academy Award, and definitely not this year. But hey, this is if I was the Academy, and the direction in Annette from a technical standpoint, from a performance level, from the fact that it is a musical with unconventional music, it's shot unconventionally, it's staged unconventionally, and everything, I think, is modulated so well I would nominate Leo's Correx as one of the five best directors of last year. My third nominee, Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley, one of my favorite films. And again, it's not just style, it's bringing the performance. And it's another movie that when you watch it again the second time, and I have, it plays out completely differently once you know where it's going to go. That's not just acting, that's also directing. My fourth nominee, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for his first film, Tick, Tick, Boom. And this is really a credit to not just the performances in the film, but how the film is staged and edited. It's intercut in a very intriguing way, and it's difficult to keep that energy consistent against staging scenes and putting scenes on stage, musical numbers that start off as kind of your typical number and then go into more of a performance. Lots of different things to keep track of. I think that there is a great visual style to this film, especially... For a first time filmmaker. So he gets my fourth nod. And then my fifth spot goes to Denis Villeneuve for Dune, one of the most revolutionary, incredible films of 2021 or any year, really. I think he's one of the most visionary filmmakers working today. And I think he's consistently delivering incredible films. So he gets my fifth spot. the best director category looking at who i think is going to be nominated there are two duplicate nominees i think that jane campion is going to be nominated and i think that Denis villeneuve is going to be nominated the three other names that i think are going to come up steven spielberg for west side story it's the academy awards it's steven spielberg generally if they can nominate him they will kenneth brenna for Belfast, another past Oscar winner. Belfast is a very personal movie to Kenneth Brenna. You can feel that in every frame of the film. Lots of great performances, the kind of directing that I think you often see nominated at the Academy Awards. And then my fifth pick is Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, which is a favorite on the awards circuit, not necessarily a favorite of mine, but a favorite on the awards circuit. And I think that he is going to pick up screenplay and directing nominations for this year. Let's move on to my nominees for the big one, Best Picture. The way that I like to do it is a little bit old school. I'm gonna give you my five nominees for Best Picture, although because they are now locked into, starting this year, 10 nominees, I'll also give you what I would nominate for the other five. But if I were gonna go back to the old rules in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s or whatever, of picking the top five movies of the year for Best Picture, these would be my five nominees First, Annette is not going to be nominated, probably for anything. It might pick up one or two music nominations or something like that, Uh, but definitely not Best Picture. Dune would be my second nominee. Just everything that you want in epic filmmaking right now. Nightmare Alley would be my third pick. It lives up to its name. Just a journey through the psyche of a very, very damaged person and the results of his actions Tick, Tick, Boom would be my fourth pick. I really love this film. I've returned to many different sequences uh, in the months since I saw it, and it just has an infectious energy and a love of life uh, that you don't find in a whole lot of movies. And then my fifth pick would be West Side Story. I thought this was an incredible restaging of this musical both from broadway and from film from steven spielberg and again this to me is what filmmaking is all about i was captivated by this film i came out on a movie going high from west side story so those would be my five if i limited it to five however the next five if you were to say well you got to go by academy rules and nominate five more those five films would be kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Adam McKay's Don't Look Up, a very polarizing film that I really enjoyed. The Power of the Dog, which was not in my personal top 10, but I think does deserve to be one of the 10 most outstanding films of the year, all around holistically for awards consideration. Spider-Man No Way Home would be one of my 10 Best Picture nominees. I'll be shocked if it sneaks in on Oscar nomination day next Tuesday. And then The Tragedy of Macbeth would be my 10th nominee. So those are my 10 nominees, the 10 that I think the Academy will nominate for Best Picture. There are six crossovers, so six films in common between our lists. I think the Academy will be nominating The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Belfast, Dune, Don't Look Up, and Tick, Tick, Boom. But there are four films that were not on my personal 10 that I think are going to be the other four next Tuesday. Licorice Pizza from Paul Thomas Anderson. Being the Ricardos, again, I think a very popular film with the Academy. Coda, which was one of my standouts from 2021. No issue with that being there. And then the same with King Richard, which I think could be writing some great performances right into that top 10. A lot of star power with that film as well. So those are my picks for who I would nominate and who I think will be nominated next Tuesday morning, very early for people, especially in California. The nominations for the Academy Awards will be announced and I'll be here very shortly thereafter with my reactions, who I think got snubbed, who I think maybe shouldn't have been there. There's always one or two people and there's a lot of other categories that I'm excited to talk about once we know who will be nominated, including best international feature, best animated film, so much to cover. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned right here on the channel. I will be bringing you reviews for both Jackass Forever and Moonfall. I'm not exactly sure when. I had planned to go see them tonight. However, uh, as we're speaking, we may have a, a quarter of an inch to an inch of ice on the ground outside. So if I'm not able to get out there to the theater tonight, I'm going to try to go on Friday and get you reviews for both of those films. Really key essential films in the American cinematic lexicon just as soon as as i can also don't forget that an episode of charts will be out next monday where we look at the box office it's been a very lackluster 2022 so far can we pull out of it this weekend i don't know a lot of the u.s is going to be buried under ice and snow and then next tuesday the oscar nomination special so many great things coming up thank you so much for watching if you want to see even more of what i'm up to you can check me out on patreon at patreon.com slash dan merle and right here on youtube have a great one stay safe out there and i'll see you next time Bye.